Welcome to Coffee Snobs with with Kurt and and Brian. <laughs> so the uh, as the 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 hot water is running through the espresso, it begins like a chemical reaction, and over the course of that chemical reaction, it goes from like the sweeter notes, the more caramel uh, crema, or the the more caramel notes to the more um, right like bitter is like a dirty word, but let's be real, it's the more bitter end of the spectrum. It's the more lower tones and the more yeah Um, but like if somebody lets my shot like like pull for over 18 seconds like i do not fucking want it because yeah and and i've I've, so many times i'll go somewhere and they'll they'll just they tamp it loose and then it's like pouring espresso out and it'll be like a three second shot and they think that's like acceptable you know, and, and they just look up at you with that dumb barista face, like this is the only job that I could get. <laughs> Mercy on me. <laughs> well, well, so, well, so where, where did, where did you work that they, they, you got, you learned all this stuff? Because uh, I don't. I was trained by counterculture, like when they first started out, and they're, uh-huh. they're still, they're like a really big deal these days. They have like retreats and things. Okay. You go get educated. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been in a there's actually there's a place here in Burlington called Onyx Tonics, which they they do it right. They're like a, they're like real fucking snobs about shit. And like uh all the espresso I've had it from there has been really good. But yeah, espresso is one of those things where it's so it's delicious when it's done right, but it's so often fucking done wrong like almost always it's always just burnt bitter astringent like disgusting um yeah and every every mom and pop cafe out there that doesn't have uh standardized drink making practices and like thorough training it's your fault starbucks is successful Uh (laughs) i just want you to know you did this <laughs> well they like and starbucks coffee is bitter as fuck and i think it's just because it's 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 generally it has to be because they mix all that sugary shit in it to and that's that's where a bitter a bitter coffee's okay because like it's it it's balanced by all the other crap that's put in there so that makes sense but yeah, yeah if you just want coffee by itself it's so man yeah, uh, there was a there was a place right in Brooklyn right before I left. It was like this little Italian. They made great sandwiches. Itali- there was this Italian sandwich place, but they also uh, they also did espresso. And man, uh, it really depended on who was working that machine. <laughs> if it was the owner, it'd be like, okay, you're yeah, this is great. What you made is awesome. If it wasn't, it was like, man, this is tastes like shit. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It's it's such a highly skilled craft that's so low low paid. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like like the, honestly, you are getting you're getting what they're paid to give you. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's the problem. You're you're paying for a quality product, but you're getting what they're paid to make. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And you know, I, yeah, Starbucks is like it. You're what you're saying. It does absolutely make sense. But what what fucks me up so bad is you can still go to Starbucks and get a machine ground and made, standardized, like regulated. Uh, you know, they have AI fucking sensors that like adjust the grind throughout the day to account for humidity nowadays. Like, so 
you get the same shot every fucking time. And I know that shot isn't going to be the 30 second like tar pull that I might get at the other place. And I know that that it's not going to be the six second shot that that looks brown but tastes like water because they didn't tamp it. Um, and it's not going to be like the bitter no matter what the fuck they do with the machine when they pre-grind it and let it sit in the fucking hopper so that they can be more efficient or take a longer smoke break, uh, <clears throat> then it's going to be bad no matter what the fuck you do. Um, that's that's why people go to Starbucks. That's why it's like, let me go get that bitter, shitty espresso that I know will at least be the same bitter, shitty espresso. This <laughs> is fucking consistent crap, yeah. And I can put the same amount of fucking sugar in it to combat that. And like... <laughs> Yeah, I, it, I, I at some point I'd, I'd like to get an espresso machine. I'd like to be that jackass. Um, I uh, right now it's it's like we run. It's so funny. Before I moved here, uh, we we it was always like pour overs and other fancy shit. Now it's now it's a coffee pot that just brews it. <laughs> it's like it's so fucking lazy. But, <laughs> but before I left, I, I got really into uh, how to make a mocha pot, make good coffee. Because there's a lot of bullshit about using that thing. What is a mocha but pot? A mocha pot's that little like it. It looks like or it's Italian. It's the ridged, like silver thing that you you would any any hipster city like you will eventually find one of these hanging out on a sidewalk because they always get thrown away. Yeah, um, they're they're always they're always sitting on the counter when they have guests over. Yeah, yeah, it's it it um, but they they will brew good coffee it's just very finicky it looks like the kind of thing you would brew coffee on uh like a stove that is heated by broken pieces of your furniture yeah kind of it's it's <laughs> it's it's definitely it was designed in like the 20s maybe or earlier and it just has never changed it just looks like cool. like you look at it and you just feel like you have less money <laughs> but they um uh they were they're famously used all over like Italy and stuff. And um are a lot of places, a lot of places in Europe, people make espresso with it. It's not actually espresso, it's sort of. It's like pseudo espresso. But to get it to do it so where it doesn't burn it and taste like shit is like very finicky and tricky. And you gotta watch it and like yeah. Like you have to like let it brew and then it'll start sp- the coffee will start spurting up in the like the top container and then you have to like immediately take it and run it run the bottom under cold water so it cools off so that the steaming process will like shut off before it goes too far yeah it's really it's it's, i guess it's 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 the uh it's the saltwater aquariums of coffee makers (laughs) (laughs) but at least it's the same black smudge I have. <laughs> my friend uh one of my friends who actually was kind of the he was like worked at the same place as me and was trained by the same company um but to this day like I saw him a couple years ago and it had been years since we saw each other before that and I he's he was like he works on boats for a living and he was staying with this guy and working on this historical vessel. And, uh, and he just lives in this little loft above the garage where the boats live. And upstairs, he just had this little efficiency that he's staying in. And 
and he had a like a a, a hand tamping like where you you it has a lever on it and you pour the hot water in and then you press the hot water through uh oh uh, yeah they're like it's a single <laughs> shot you pull a, a like a lever and it shoots right. out a single yeah 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 so you're cre- you, the hand your hand uh your hand action on the lever is creating the psi so there's like uh an extra element there of having to actually get the pressure correct and <laughs> then all the way down um and then he's like but i really want lattes so he went to the fucking hardware store and used his his giant like professional grade pressure cooker and put a fucking arm on it so he just like he just heats it up and like i was like well doesn't it go over and he's like no if you watch the gauge you just turn it off in time <laughs> you know they make machines that do all this no <laughs> it will not taste as good also that like hand tamping thing since he like he's a woodworker like and uh so he like get it though i get it he like took off all the stuff the plastic bits and remade them in wood on the oh yeah (laughs) it's like a totally different thing than it was when he bought it now those are those are my favorite kind of guys (laughs) that just like endlessly tinkering like will not yeah that like the thing is, is like, d- d- uh, so I have to wonder: Does this guy ever like watch TV? Yeah, he watches a lot of movies. That's crazy to me because it seems like he, people like that are just always busy doing shit. He, yeah, he. I mean, during the daylight, yes. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Like he, it's. I you know he doesn't sit down for that long. Like he'll think of a thing and then be like, "Oh yeah," and it's like I may as well be fiddling with this fucking thing right now and then later it'll be something i actually want to fiddle with um yeah dude's crazy he he's it's really impressive like he he didn't go to school for that or anything like his dad built boats and worked on boats uh his whole life and then he like learned how to build a boat with his dad in their side yard and then like a a chesapeake bay skipjack uh, out of teak and um and then he went on to start like learning rigging and and became like a guy who restores historical sailing vessels and he's like Jesus head, Christ. head engineer like on projects at times uh it's really really impressive stuff <laughs> what an amazing job yeah yeah like that's uh, that's my favorite kind of thing where it's like there's like how many there's not many humans that are doing that that's not like a he just sort of found wound his way into this like ultimate expression of his interests or yeah. something yeah it's it's really cool though. it seems like a lot of things are different in the boat world like because when i went to visit him uh guy he was working with on that project um was the master rigger on the project and he learned to be a master rigger when he was working on another job, I think in Sweden, and he got hired for a like some years ago, and he, he got hired for onto another job. Like someone saw him on the site and like hired him because they liked him, but they hired him from being like a uh, like a basic worker to being the head rigger. Oh wow, that's another awesome! Project. 
and he goes like, oh, okay, well, when does it start? And they're like, like a few months. And he's like, okay. And then he just researched rigging for a few months until he could fake it. <laughs> he's been doing that job ever since. That's amazing. Like they just, if you can do it, you can fucking do it. Like that's, <laughs> it's like a last vestige of the world that should be. <laughs> one. Of yeah, the- really should be. I mean, I, I'm uh, like, since I'm, I'm like constantly setting out resumes and shit. And I'm like, this is stupid. None of this makes any sense. I hate resumes. I hate writing cover letters. Like this is all nonsense. I don't even know. I think, I think, I think most of it just ends up in a trash anyway. Um, The way work should go is exactly like how that guy, that guy got hired is you, you do stuff that you're interested in and then someone notices it and then like, Hey, that's that's too natural of a process for the world. <laughs> yeah, and no, we need we need bureaucracy and paperwork for this shit. <laughs> we actually uh, reduce your entire life to just a, like a series a of data things. set that we can then throw in an AI to like scan for keywords. That the... oh no, don't don't write us a story. Take all that data out of context for us. I mean that 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 is an idea. Like, find out what what the keywords are. I mean, that's basically what everybody does. Is they'll is that, or I I or supposedly is what what you're supposed to do is you like you read their description of what the job is, and then you just take parts of it and throw it in a cover letter or whatever, or even adapt your resume so it just has that shit. It's why are we having to scam robots to 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 live our lives that would be kind of fun to like work into a story uh like in the future it's like um like people vying for a for a job for like the next uh available position or something and so they have like this whole like like a uh hunger games or, or like a fucking purge type scenario where everyone's just trying to like kidnap their family and and like get dirt on them just to like get the job and that's just like normal it's just kind of like <laughs> Like we gotta be on high alert because there's a promo I'm up for a promotion this month and like got like <laughs> turrets on the house. <laughs> oh yeah, so uh oh I guess we're a podcast and we're gonna talk about uh the uh I think it was the prequel to Evangelion. <laughs> Evangelion is uh Shin Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I guess in a way. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Godzilla, not just Adam. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, kinda. Um, yeah, Shin Godzilla. Uh, what a. Hmm. <laughs> all right. So, uh, first of all, are you like a? Are you generally like deep into Godzilla shit in general? No, no. I I enjoy a good kaiju movie, but like. Um, I don't find a lot that I personally can invest in. Like, it's more like a, this is fun. I, I like the vibes. Generally speaking, the old ones, you know. Yeah, I um, I've tried. Like, there's people that are real Godzilla like nuts. They're really f- big fans of it. I've tried getting into it. I just it never connected. Uh, that hardcore. I was uh. I did, however, used to love there was a there was a really low budget. I think it was like a six, 60s or 70s Japanese show called uh, that came to the U.S. called Spectra Man. It was about this uh, this guy who would like turn into this like giant uh, gold humanoid and fight rubber monsters. And I always loved that. Uh, 
but uh godzilla is like i love the concept of godzilla i don't know that i've ever like been that into any of the movies <laughs> like but i love the idea of like a person in a giant rubber costume stomping around model sets like i, I think because the as a kid that's like you want to do that <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> like like I, I would just love to just smash things, but I also want to be dressed as a monster while I do it. Did you ever play um, Rampage? Yeah, I played it a bit. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that for me. It was like the oh, this is my chance. They did yeah. it, Nintendo. <laughs> um, but they were they're kaiju's are always fun because they're like the monsters are really creative and weird. Mm. Um, and then God, Godzilla being the original one. And, uh, and what's interesting about this movie is it's, it's sort of, it's touching us. It's, it's, and it's an actual remake, like in a sense that it's, it's re-examining what sort of Godzilla was mythically originally, which was this like con this idea of like atomic destruction as a being and like it rampaging through the city. But now it's sort of i and i was like was this made in the and it was it was made in kind of a response to fukushima mm. and there's even elements that that reference it like when godzilla's beginning when you refer like maybe the second time they encounter him and he's like going down that canal and you see like just the torrent of boats like that big wave of boats like because i remember that from fukushima and like how fucking freaky that was the, the just this wave of boats like everything just carried in this destruction um uh and this this movie's also it's also interesting because I think this is the first time like Godzilla is really freaky in this in this movie. He's like I want he's not quite creepy but he's he's unnerving. He's very it's it's the design of it's like really um it's like it's it's funny cuz I think I wonder when it was done because I feel like it may have influenced Attack on Titan. Do you know that that anime? Yeah, yeah. I feel. <sighs> see, I actually, I, I see what you're saying, but I actually just feel like it's all Evangelion. Well, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's influenced by Attack on Titan. I'm saying it influenced Attack oh. on Titan. Oh, okay. Like, because well, if he, because the the way the 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 like the giants in Attack on Titan look, which are these these skinned humanoids, basically, that's what a lot of them are, or what the famous ones are. That's kind of what Shin Godzilla looks like. Shin Godzilla looks like a giant wound. <laughs> like, yeah. is like half of like half of him is, uh, his arms are kind of deformed. He's like, yeah, it, it's it's a real interesting expression of. Uh, yeah, like he's like a living deformity or something. It's it's really, it's really it looks, odd. His his existence looks painful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and his, I don't know how to explain I, that that feeling you get when I mean I got okay. So when you see something, you're actually excited to see. Uh huh. But when you're like, oh shit, and and you're like actually taken by it i feel like uh one of the only times that i can think of in my head is like like seeing jurassic park or the matrix in the theater for the first time when it was new like those mm -hmm. kinds of experiences where you're just like bolted to the screen and just so enthralled i felt that way from like 
the very first in this. Oh, really? And I felt that way all the way through it. And I was so surprised about that. Um, when they first showed him pushing his way along, like the awkwardness of it, and it was very disturbing. And, and yeah. eyes look like, as my wife said, dead fish eyes. Yeah, yeah. That that is that. And then, uh, no, go on, go on. But it, it reminded me of um, that look. Reminded me of Ava Unit One went in berserker mode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what that thought immediately. I was like, <gasps> um, but something about that like enthralled me, and then it kind of just kept going. And I, that something that blew me away about this was the consistency of the ramping up. Um. And they took they took nice breaks. I I swear, so much of this felt like Ava to me. Like so much of it, the way that, um, well, first of all, the music was identical. Dun 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 dun. And then the, those are like the fast dialogue scenes when they're like cutting back and forth to people communicating in like a high stress environment, um, or putting the pieces together to the mystery. Like it was spot on. Like there were some scenes that just felt like almost the same and then um but the 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 whole thing where he gets frozen and he has to like they have all this time so like the threat is it's it's still coming and it's still just as terrible but you have a break and there's something about that uh mechanic um it fucking works for me and they they do that throughout all of eva it's it's like you never know when the next angel's coming. There's all this destruction, and you have to like sit with the silence and the the aftermath, but knowing it's not over. Um, and there's something about it being like a couple of weeks rather than like 24 hours that it just it, it makes it so much more dramatic and impactful. Uh, I don't so many so many things about it um, just carried me. Like, I just fucking loved it. Well, it, it's it's a little closer, I think, to the reality of what a disaster is, where it will have, there'll be, there's usually like a huge burst of a moment that, that's like, that's the start of it. And then there's, then there's usually a level of like, we contained it, but that's only temporary. And we're still gonna have to, it's, the problem isn't solved. And it, and if we, and there might be a point where like if this containment fucks up it's going to get worse so like that that in itself is um yeah that, that that's not very commonly done in in these types of mo- in like a disaster movie which is sort of what this is um but uh yeah the the, the first time you see Godzilla and what you're talking about with those dead fish eyes was is like disturbing yeah, and I, I, I have never like that is not what I associate with Godzilla. Godzilla is like almost, he's like a lizard teddy bear or something. He's he's like cool, and he's 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 kind of fun, and uh, uh, he's a toy. Like, but that's that's not this Godzilla at all. This Godzilla is actually fucking disturbing, yeah, <laughs> and weird, and um. And the other thing about this movie is that I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that has just been about bureaucracy the way this is. <laughs> and and 
and even the way it's shot where you have these rooms it'll do this wide shot of like 40 people in a room and it's just cutting between all of them and you're like i don't know who are all these people who who's who's talking to who like what's going on it's just this like chaos and you really you really get that feeling of of if you've ever been in a big meeting where it's just no responsibility everything's diffused and it's just about sort of how do we keep the volleyball of responsibility moving and never actually scoring a point or going anywhere um and i i love that the the pm is just like the guy that actually makes the choices it's, it's just like it's just all of his underlings are like no 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 really you 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 got to do it it's <laughs> yeah. like cuz he's always like no i don't want to do that what about this and they're like no you really should do this and it's that same thing where, like, I don't want to be responsible for fucking killing a bunch of people or ruining or destroying a bunch of buildings. Like, like I'm just trying to, like, I, which I think is what government actually is, is just pushing off any choice and decision as long as humanly possible. And that's really what this movie is like. Well, that was actually all I had read about it before I watched it. I that it was like. I think what I read was that it was like primarily a commentary, like a political satire. And that's obviously wrong, but that element is very present uh, nonetheless. And it's, um, but less so than I expected. So like, it was really fun for me to be like, oh, I get a real fucking Godzilla movie from the guy who dreamed of possibly my favorite anime. Yeah. Like, and yeah, so there was that that element of being like super stoked that that I was in for a treat that I didn't know I was in for because all that bureaucracy stuff started the the like the talking and the fucking debating back and forth. And I was like laughing and my wife was kind of just like confused. And I'm like, I think this is actually I, I, I'm like, I, I know this is like part of the point. And then she kind of like thought it was funny, too. But then uh, but then it became like a really fucking good movie. And they. They made it into like I have hope for the people of Japan kind of thing. Um, yeah, I liked that. I liked the 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 ragtag gang thing was like played into and um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Fucking loved it. it. It's also there, there's a the fact that this is. Um, like an American version of this would be so different. Oh God. Uh, I thought about that through the whole thing. Uh, and one of them, which one of the big differences, which is, which is really fascinating to see is actually how a country outside the U S views the U S and the U S is treated to them. Like there, there, there's this, cause there's a whole subplot where they're basically they're, they're kind of under the heel of what the U S wants to do. And part of the, part of the kind of the narrative is about them taking back, resting control of the situation and taking it back into their own hands. And I, I have to imagine that's for anyone that lives outside the U S that that's got it. And, and it's, it's actually funny to think about because you, you, you listen to, people from other countries and all they do is they talk about politics of the U S 
because it's just so fucking overwhelming and really like permeates the whole rest of the world in this weird way. And in Japan in particular, where they haven't had like, they don't have a military. It's all under the U S yeah. Yeah. That was like part of the, which is funny because I think that's, that was originally what Germany had too, but that eventually changed. Like, I think you guys, uh, you guys surrendered the war because of the Red Army, and then we dropped two fucking warheads on you. And then we were like, you can't ever have an army. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty weird the way that all played out. Yeah, it's 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 odd. And then and then you have I mean how many generations away is that now? It's like a couple. So they, I mean, there a lot of people. That's probably all they've known is is the. I mean, it's not it's not like they're occupied by the U.S., but kind of almost. Um. Well, that was a long time before they wouldn't let any. They, like they wouldn't even let Westerners in because of Christianity, you know. Oh, in like the 1800s or something. Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, if you really look at it, it's kind of like, yeah, you, you probably had the right idea back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we're good. We're, we're Japan. We know who we are. We're fine. Well, well they're really interesting because they were, they were, uh, you know, they didn't let anyone in until I think it was like the 1830s or something. It was like the, I believe it was the Dutch that convinced them to open up. And then they went from completely feudal to uh, industrialized society in like 50 years or something insane. Like they just, it just flipped like rapidly. Um, uh, So it, that's also another interesting thing is that they have, uh, there's sort of they they have a very different take on technology I think than than we do, um, and in the sense that they they kind of like especially I think through was it, it Shinto like they carried some of that animist uh, viewpoint into the modern era, mm-hmm. whereas we just sort of you know threw that all away. I feel like they that carried through and you can still kind of see it. And, and can how you imagine, they... can you imagine like sourcing all the materia like ritually and then building a computer out of it like making I have yeah I don't know what well, I have no idea even what that would look like that's it's such a weird idea like what what I mean like if you had the raw materials and you bless the hell out of them and then you make the wires and the circuits and all that out of that like what I wonder like what it would be like to have a, a spirit haunted computer. That would be so hard because that pro the process for making those things is so uh distributed and okay. So let's not get too finicky then. We just have like monks chanting along the assembly lines. <laughs> I mean that would be that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe get some of the like um the energy from the people that died making the computers and the factories out of there. <laughs> they may already be in there. <laughs> I don't think people think about that shit. 
You can buy something brand new and it can be haunted as fuck. <laughs> that can happen. I've bought, I bought, I've, I've had, I've had haunted drugs before. Like, like bought, bought some weed and it was like, this feels like someone died near it. Like, this is not good. Something is bad about this. <laughs> Have you ever seen Christine? The the John Carpenter oh, movie? Uh, yeah. It's a Stephen King. It's like a killer car. It's basically, that's the concept. It's like someone... It, well, actually, I don't remember if the car is fucking evil to start with and kill somebody. I forget how it works, but that's kind of, that's kind of the movie. I don't know why I'm, I just I just now I'm I want to see a cross between like uh what was it Herbie like the Volkswagen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the that's that's the parade over automobile that's like yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Volkswagen like <laughs> the, the Volkswagen Shinto we uh we uh we we prayed the Hitler out of this so it's it's all good now. <laughs> 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 prayed the living hitler out of it <laughs> yeah, they, they, that the, that was a problem with volkswagen is is that they they had to convince because right it came out out of out after the war they had to really make a lot of effort to convince americans to buy german cars yeah it's funny how like all those other companies like kodak didn't have a problem <laughs> Ford didn't have a fucking problem. They were building, weren't they building tanks in Germany? Like, <laughs> who was? I thought Ford was doing some really shady shit. Like, oh, they, yeah, they've always they been kind of parts for German. What is what did Kodak do? I don't, I don't know anything about I don't even remember. I just know Kodak was one of them big names. Uh, them. Hmm. It must have been, they must have been swept up in that whole like. Because I think there was a whole bunch of industrialists that were all pro-Germany at the beginning or something. I think they just hated Jews, and that's what was their, that was what unified them. Um, uh, yeah, I think that was because Kodak's a, a totally American brand. Uh, well, they, so is Ford, but they fucking yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just where the money was at. That's that's all anybody ever gives a shit about. Usually, yes. Um, like, I think the states was kind of like just like doing what we always do, and just like, oh, there's a war on, and just like siphoning as much money as possible, <laughs> and like this one's kind of ugly. We're just gonna stay back here until oh, oh, it's getting kind of big. Maybe we'll hop in now. <laughs> What's that, England? Oh, you'll you'll meet us. All right, that's that's cool. Well. <laughs> oh, it, so that's a, that's another thing kind of on that same tip with with shin godzilla the whole like because it's not just the u.s it's like the whole world is like you guys need to be blown up again like yeah i, I, I know i know the i know the i know you got this big lizard kind of beside the point you just need to be blown up again <laughs> yeah you guys need to you guys need to take a take one for the team then it's like, well, this this damage is so big that like we would have to anyway, and we can't get the aid from all these other countries unless we let them drop this nuke. Yeah, which is such a realistic like everything about the red tape was realistic. Like it all felt like real. 
Yeah, the the including like, oh, we have to oh, we can't do this. We gotta make a new law to allow <laughs> us to do a thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's right there. There's a giant lizard monster right there. <laughs> rules are rules. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's also that speaks to that's that's another level of amazing where it it's I, like that's uh that's arconic reality, right? That's that's where you care more about the system that that is tangential to reality <laughs> and you have to work through the system versus actually dealing with anything real you just it, it <laughs> yeah. job application it's a resume right it's, <laughs> yeah basically it's again it's that facsimile of uh, of life where you you refer to the facsimile to make sure life is still correct yeah it's fucking everyone does it it's crazy. Wait, can that be right? Well, you're looking at it, aren't you? <laughs> <coughs> no, 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 no. We 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 need to write this down and I, we need to debate this. I think this thing happened to me, but let me look it up to make sure that's possible. <laughs> there is a lot of that. That that carries through everything. Yeah. Yeah, and usually it's like uh it's like I had this dream and then I saw a dead bird and then I read in a post that it means it could be a curse from 10,000 years ago from Atlantis. And <laughs> I was just wondering if like on like, uh, you know, my Twitter or something. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I had this dream and I read in this dream manual that it means that I'm going to kill my mother and eat my uncle. And like, uh, what was the name of the dream book? It was worst possible interpretations of dreams. You going to go with that one. Okay. Yeah. That's phone <laughs> <It was like laughs> book of bad ideas. Yeah. The parody dream book of 19th century occultists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dream interpretation by Babylon B. <laughs> onion. <laughs> horoscopes by come town <laughs> that one might actually be pretty good who knows yeah. uh, did you watch um did you watch it in dubs or dubs no i watched it in japanese Okay, I didn't have the option. Oh, that sucks. Um, well, maybe that doesn't suck. I don't. The, I personally, I don't. I don't really care. I, I've I watched. We watch a million Korean dramas, and ninety almost all of them are dubbed. Um, oh yeah, I actually don't. It's just a different experience. Yeah, it's the the one thing about watching subtitled movies is that you can't. Um. It sort of splits your attention a little bit, especially with something like Shin Godzilla, where it's just constant. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like Shin Godzilla, like they were talking nonstop. So you're you're always having to read something in addition to the imagery you're getting. So that gets that gets tricky. Um uh 
And I actually wonder if I had watched the dubbed, if I could have, if I would have even, I would have enjoyed it more because I, I wouldn't have had to like parse so many levels of information. Um, which actually, I wonder if they still did, if they did this in the dubbed. So, so in the subtitled version, it was like any piece of equipment or, um, if it was like a helicopter or something, or they would flash up like the yeah. make and model and like the division it was from or something. Yeah. There's a lot of constant, like we're going to, we, I'm, we, you need to know this. For, I, why? I don't know. It just seems like it's another part of the, that's putting you in the, in the bureaucracy and that you have to like check notes to where things connect to or something. Well, the only thing that I've ever, like the only thing that I associate that with is uh, Ava. Mm. Like do that on fucking Ava. Like, it's like, here's the blah, 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 facility B, you know? Yeah. I like that. So there's, as that's happening, I'm just like, yes, you, you just bring in the same vibes, exactly <laughs> the same fucking vibes. And like, <clears throat> why would you do anything else? <laughs> if you could bring those vibes, if you're just like, yeah, I know how to do that. I can make this Godzilla movie feel like one of the best anime that have ever been made. Cause I made that anime. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that the, the, okay. So I love, I love watching it. I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it or not, but I really liked watching it with dubs and, Part of the reason is most of the actors felt like familiar anime actors that did the the dubs. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, they should do that more often. Um, I would love to hear more like anime actors doing voices for like live human faces. That would be so fun. <laughs> I'm sure that's, I'm sure they do. That's the way a lot of the du- Japanese dubs are probably made. Like, I want to, you know, like the, the ones that you hear uh, on everything, like basically all the Cowboy Bebop voices, for instance, they're just everywhere, you know? Yeah, um, it's, it's actually, it's the same with these Korean dramas where you recognize it's the same, like the same two or three voices come back over and over again. And they're just, it's a different person each time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Um, yep. I really loved the um, the way he seemed to be figuring out his own strength and powers as things went on. Mm. Like, I loved how he had to get shot at a bunch and get fucking annoyed and then pissed off to to start blowing fire. And then, like, figured out that blowing fire could be like pinched into a tiny stream. And uh, oh, the the atomic breath is crazy in this. The way it just like it it starts out as this crazy flame that then builds up to this laser. It's uh, I mean, in that I I know that it it was like that. It would start off and then go, you know, like tighten up. Um, but it was kind of a quick thing. And this was like him figuring it out. It was so cool. Uh, everything about the way it looked was great because it didn't try to go ultra realism. Like it, it allowed it to look kind of odd, but it it did so in a way that 
it just worked. Um, yeah, the the final form with those really weird beady eyes mm-hmm. uh, w- w- that were almost goofy. Uh, <laughs> something really because it because it's the I think Godzilla usually seems kind of there's a there's a slight humanoid quality to him, especially with his eyes, like the way they're usually designed. This one felt like just a giant animal. Yeah, yeah, like with those weird, like you were not going to connect with him. Like I think it, I think it adds to the whole quality of him being completely alien and unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, yes, because okay, it it, that was what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be horrifying, and yeah, every single. Godzilla remake has like done some kind of fun, funny nod, you know, towards the old stuff or just been too stupid Hollywood. Right. Um, to actually capture, uh, any, any sort of intimacy with the story or with any characters or anything. But, um, yeah, this one, I, it didn't, it didn't feel the need to, to, go for a bunch of tropes or anything and it even like kind of called out like it, it i liked that it pointed out like the actual name um Pachira, made, yeah yeah and made like a joke about that but it didn't it didn't do like some kind of trope to nod to the old ones just for the sake of it or um I guess what I'm trying to say is that suspension of disbelief is usually gone for people when they go watch something like this. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Godzilla. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a the new one. Yeah. Yeah. And those are funny. Right. Cause the old ones are funny now to the people. So, but, but this wasn't fucking funny at all. <clears throat> yeah. This uh, there's no, there's no irony. And like, like you were saying, it demanded uh, it, it, uh, it was a real remake. Right. Like it actually reinvented it didn't reinvent, but it it updated for the time so that it, it has this a similar impact um, to potentially what like seeing one of those original ones would have been fucking mind blowing at the time. Yeah, it's 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 connecting to. Whatever. Like Godzilla being this mythic mythic persona of disaster like disaster as a creature um and that's that's the thing that got lost and so um in a weird way it actually it makes godzilla smaller like when you don't when he's not that like when he kind of becomes this like cartoonish uh iconic toy more or less yeah it does uh, not it does not command the full strength and power of like our collective fear of n- nuclear power power yeah uh, uh it it ceases to be actually monstrous yeah which is and... probably necessary for us to have a bunch of power plants and stuff but <laughs> i think we're close enough to war now that this movie mm-hmm was like you know like at least in 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 this in the zeitgeist it's like in the forefront of everyone's minds the idea of the possibility of like nuclear war again now um 
So it's pretty appropriate. This is only this is only a few years old, right? Like five. Uh, maybe twenty eighteen. Maybe I, I don't remember the exact. That feels right. Exact year this was this was created. I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. Yeah, I've heard about this thing forever. I just remember hearing like, "Oh, we have to wait longer for the fourth Aiden movie." Uh, okay. <laughs> and I don't think I was even that interested until <laughs> for a while. Um, well, I think he still been fucking seen that the fourth Aiden movie. Well, I uh, it's probably a good thing he made this because apparently he he made the third of those new Ava rebuilds and then got horribly depressed. And then I think this sort of helped revitalize his interest in remake of, of making that fourth movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I have no doubt that he had a, a fun time making this. If fun is a thing that he does, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that has fun. You're right. There's <laughs> like, yeah, maybe he's more like a Herzog type, you know? <laughs> Like it's no, it's got to be severe, precise. Uh, everything matters. <laughs> Life is difficult and horrible, and just. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's probably a, a, a way to view this movie where uh, it's it's uh, uh, he is Godzilla. <laughs> coming to destroy the fourth Ava movie and then got turned around and frozen it's he's he's, he's it's he is uh he's he's he is godzilla and then tokyo is the the the, the anime industry <laughs> it's just it's this big radioactive monster that everybody's trying to figure out how to deal with move past <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's like it's Netflix like watching as the streaming the uh, the like anime streaming services are like coming for them. <laughs> They're trying to like reverse engineer and co-op the technology as fast as possible. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not having no idea how to actually do do it at all. <laughs> well, they just hire people that do. That's what they're doing. They're just like buying up good anime. Mm. It's crazy to me how little there is on, maybe it's just here. I know it's different region to region with the content, but like Disney Plus here, uh, there's like five anime on there. Uh, I don't, I, what is even on that? I didn't realize they even had anime on fucking Disney Plus. Summertime renderings on there, and I'm I'm like nearing the end of it. I watch it slow these days. Like I don't, I don't usually binge things anymore, but um, I've been working on that one for a couple months. But it's like 26 episodes, and it's it's like set on an island and about time loops and shadow monsters and things. And it's re and there's a cult, and it's it's really fucking good. I like I really like it a lot. Um, What's it called? Summertime rendering. But it's like summer time rendering because every time he dies, he starts back off at the beginning. 
and he like learns a little more and then he fails and dies oh so it's a, it's like the anime groundhog day kind of kind of but then it gets way more interesting than that um it's really fun really fun like creative um i guess metaphysics maybe it's just physics because uh, they're these beings that these shadow beings sort of like make copies of things and people and such but shit like they kind of like open up and give you like a sneak peek like big reveal that you're like what the fuck and then you know shit doesn't work out and he starts back over and then it's like a long time of piecing things back together and him like dying and um it's really good it's really fucking good I, yeah I, that's, that's also that's also like uh what was the what was the tom cruise movie that was also really good that was that was like kind of the same same premise oh edge of tomorrow i think was the name of it yeah there was also another one that was like the same exact premise and i swear it was also <laughs> tom cruise <laughs> i just can't remember what the fuck it was <laughs> or maybe it was like matt damon or some shit i don't know i remember there was some other movie that was like time loop shit around the same time not looper though wait I, it's not it's not that one that they made with uh fucking parks and rec dude chris chris pratt oh no no i i think i've only seen like one movie with chris pratt in it that was enough no, no, that's not true. I saw the Guardians movies. I was thinking like the Lost World, the first one before I was like, or the the Jurassic World or whatever. Oh yeah, I avoid, I avoided all those. That that's all over with. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed away from those. I was like, damn y'all, you're making Jurassic Park three look real good. <laughs> I knew those were gonna be trash immediately. <laughs> Oh, it, with something like that, with something I loved that much when I was a kid, it's like, it doesn't matter how much my logic tells me. The kid inside is still like, but maybe it won't be that bad. I think it's yeah, worse. It's just <laughs> you, know? you know, at least I can feel, still feel. <laughs> your 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 inner child is is Godzilla, and they're just shooting the military. The modern world is the military shooting constantly at you, blowing you up and hurting you. And you just you're just walking through, experiencing pain. Why does why does the world hurt me so much? Except it's all like 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 media and entertainment, and I'm just like. <laughs> 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 fine i'll do it myself <laughs> <laughs> fuck you i'm only watching 1920s avant-garde <laughs> and then you just get into de de depressive funk for weeks <laughs> they're figuring out how to how to jam more content into your brain. <laughs> we'll crack this one. We'll get them on our side. It's like the winter months. <laughs> what do you think of the very the very end? What happened? Where okay, so they they oh, he's frozen, but he might come back and 
Well, they they do that pan up to the tail. And you see, like, at the very end of the tail, it's like. Glowing. Well, it's like it's almost like body horror. Like you see, like there's like multiple jaws with teeth, but then there's also like Godzilla people emerging off the off the tail. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of the people thing. Yeah, I didn't know what they were trying to tell me. Um, I think it was it was that it was that was going to be the next evolution was that it was probably going to break into um song and dance yeah and it was going to create its own bureaucracy that's what it was actually doing godzilla was gonna <laughs> it was, was going to sprout other little tiny godzillas to run for office and to infiltrate the bureaucracy well, 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 if i've been defeated by bureaucracy then clearly i need to assimilate bureaucracy, bureaucracy. <laughs> and that's the true horror that Godzilla Godzilla is is that he takes that, over the That's now you're, that's how angels work though. That's <laughs> I couldn't get over how the music was the same like Unit 0 ready to launch dun 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 <laughs> well, I liked it when they brought back the original Godzilla score too. I thought that was pretty cool. Was that the symphonic arrangement when he's like first? Like just the horns. Oh, yeah. that was. I didn't know that was like the original Godzilla. Yeah, song. beautiful piece of music. That like weird like boom 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 like it just holds this like I, I don't know what they are like they're not trumpets but they're some sort of horn yeah which is also um, that is. Too. You love the what? Where there was like the opera singing. Uh, yeah, I think that that was in part of it. it the one I'm specifically talking about is this dun 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 dun. Like that. There's a very famous like it. It was used. There's an amazing. Uh, it's by Feral Monk. Feral Monch. I forget how you say his name. Is a he's a rapper that he actually got sued, so he you can't. Like you can only find this on YouTube, but he has this song called "Back the Fuck Up" that samples the original Godzilla uh, arrangement, and is amazing. It is an amazing song, and the and the fucking track is incredible. But it samples this that that original like horn section that builds up. <laughs> Says, get the fuck up, throw your hands in the sky. Smoothies in the back, sipping yak, y'all, what's up? Girls, rub on your titties. Yeah. yeah, fuck it, I said it, rub on your titties. New York City, pretty committee, pity the food that act shitty in the midst of the calm, the witty. Yo, shut the fuck up. 
luck says shut the fuck up Bitches in the back like crack getting cut up I speak on behalf of them broads you call stuck up Act like a man and get cock smack a fuck up Pull a truck up, luck You know the name, assed out in the bitches Stay shitting on the game I suppose what you spitting is flames, cowards Knew your crew is that new, I can smell the dust powder Summer's Eve, I drop degrees, chill Come four by four, lose one like Drew Hill Stay fly till you get air sick Now that's it Two choices, either squeeze a pin Now that's red What the fuck is going on here? Just a minute now, hold up Then it's the winner's the time And I finish and finish and roll up But I'm in a cinematography State of mind, my rap trip Rip, flip, flip, say the rhyme Shit, hot spectacular, run, hit, spit Bitches vernacular, miraculous rhyme flow Backtrack to the immaculate But knock a blast, nigga, that's fast I'm out, boxer Ladies rub the tie-tie's bra CDs and knockers on the floor Fellas, pull your cock out on the verge You splurge verge for third round knockout I bust a rhyme that dust frustrated rappers Thus fresh competition lights out Like the clapper, the mic ripper Whip a nigga like a slave Separated from his fam, he don't know how to behave now Drag his ass bag, done for his loot Figure me to give a nigga we 21 gun salute That's seven shots for Tupac Seven for Biggie Small Seven for Freaky Tie up in your neighborhood more How's that? That action pack rap to maintain Barrel fucking march ain't a damn thing change Yo, yo, get the fuck up Fuck Dr. Spot said get the fuck up I got a bitch named Nina and I tuck her I leave a nigga hanging like your mom's muffler Snuff her, then my boys follow up Respect like the fines, you see the collar up I spit out a bullet, load the barrel up I kamikaze your town off an Arab bus Carrot cut, yeah mommy, pull over I been your pussy like for years I knew yoga I'm too smoked up, I can't remember me Or Tennessee, that's why I carry many me I need 50 feet when my performance starts I push your arm and car with Lauren Hart 19 inches, I'm not on the charts Not turning dark off a warning shot Drive off and pop, six in your hood Fuck the limelight, we rhyme tight, plus snacks are good Yeah, yeah, my nigga, one rhyme me a fold over I'm hot-headed, cause I walk with cold shoulders Yeah, get the fuck up Simon says, get the fuck up Throw your hands in the sky Jersey in the back, jack the cars now, what's up? Girls, rub on your titties. That's right, I said it, rub on your titties. Brick City, gritty committee, pity the food that act shitty in the midst of the calm, the witty. Yeah, yeah, get the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, I said it, get the fuck up. Walk through shallow after dark, you get stuck up. Seek and destroy, baddest boy when I'm puffed up. You know my name in Pharaoh Munch, why we came, what? We off the chain, plus we plotting on a chain, what? Know your role, by the way, tuck your go. And you and your mic, kidneys on down the road. Huh. Assholes are like opinions, everybody got to have one. Shooting in the sky, trying to blast some. Civil to 60 in a second, pull a fast one. 50 cent flash, and they hate us with a passion. Mashing, still fresh, and three day old fashion. Your platinum stripes, together we be clashing. This a tunnel banger, Wu Tang, death penalty, the gas chamber. This gon' hurt me more than it hurts you. Slap you like the doctor the day your mama hurt you. Just so you can feel me the same way I'ma feel this world when it kill me. Even if time stands still, I'ma still be underground and filthy. Gotta have a way like the milky. Innocent until I'm proven guilty. Never got caught in the game of tag. Mama never kept a boyfriend with kids this bad. No justice, play the ruckus. Underground till we underground. But y'all first, motherfuckers. My son's throw up your set. Shorty's rubbing your breast. Get the fuck up. Out of that jets, I'm palm tits You heard us get flipped like jeeps on mountain clips I'm ripped through your chest, hollow point, talent tips Double S, double the threat, double your bet 
Double up on that cash if you decide to invest You sound like big, you sound like J, you sound like D And I bet when I go plat, you sound like me Japan's a D, into your fleet, instant delete Y'all crabs are weak, frail like a fiend's physique I stay on the street, stay on the beat, stay with the heat Stay, stick a fools like you for the rocks that gleam So toss that link, dummy, shoulda ensured that link Shake the canal and praise that link, then pawn that link You froze up, Sadiq says shut the fuck up Punk niggas get gum butt up and tied up Bust the rhymes like hacksaw Jim Duggan, been thugging, loving the way we flood jewels for nothing. Lay it over, another ambush and take over. Yo, we don't only get money, we cut the coke and cook the shake over. You better guard your head right, especially late at night. I'll find a picture of your autopsy up on the website. Yo, if you ever violate my space, fuck a fat lip, I'll leave you with a fucking fat face, nigga. Bust the rhymes, a handsome, I'll hold you for ransom, handsome. Like the ghost of a haunted house, if I ever live in a mansion. Nigga, snitches coming out, and you know you showing it like when the British civil servants pass secrets to the Soviets. Y'all niggas the seamless blends of seamless friends They put about the results of a bunch of seamless ends The last song, big in mind, nigga, Baro Mancho The head honcho, getting this money like Leonardo Yo, 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 no substance in the roughness Now watch it come around in an amazing large abundance Now let me clear the smoke screen, you broke fiend Live niggas hit then rebuild your whole self-esteem Pledge allegiance to the flag of United Live niggas of America Let us control and own the fucking area While in your grip until you crash your whole truck up And if you know what's good for you, nigga, you better get the Fuck up! <laughs> That's cool. Yo, the sound design in this was uncanny. It was next level shit. I actually think the Atomic Blast is the original sound too, maybe. I think his scream and the uh, the blast, I think, is... is m- m- They were using or mixing in some of the original original sounds. Yeah, yeah, it sounded, I mean, it sounded like they were just elaborating on the original sounds, uh, making them sound like more full and more, I mean, they, they were truly like horrifying, like stuff you would hear on like 23 hits of acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like screaming universe. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of, that that weird uh, chorus echoey shit that'll happen sometimes. Like, I've only experienced that on weed uh honestly like i i've never i've never tripped and had like those i I don't know that that rapid echoing that'll that you sometimes that sometimes get i got two on two cb one time i had like this fucking crazy like if i said something it would come like echo several seconds full seconds later yeah um but perfectly clearly yeah was really weird like i started playing with it as if it were a delay pedal mm. and, like making like uh notes line up again and then making chords by the ones that would repeat and hitting like the fifth above um and then like the shit started coming on way too strong i realized i'd had way too much and i started like i was experimenting with different words and then like a word folded back in on itself and then it like opened up into a different place and I was suddenly in a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't do the the experimental drug. (laughs) That's, that's, yeah. It, that state you have to you have to play with it otherwise it will make you crazy 
it's the same thing when when i was stoned and i it was it it was full sentences but it was much more rapid mm. <clears throat> so it had that quality of like those uh i don't know how to describe it there's like certain like pedal effects that'll give you that like really rapid chorus like da -da 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 -da. and and it was like that and so you i if i felt like everything i said was like spinning and multiplying like and, oh yeah and, and um and i'm and i'm like well this it's like i i better find this fun otherwise i am going to go insane <laughs> 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 which i feel like that's that's like a lot of like weeds lessons like isn't this fun no well you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yeah i feel like she has a lot of lessons. She hits, she hits everybody so differently, it seems. It seems a lot of people. At least if when I, whenever I talk to uh, other people who have uh, sort of at least some kind of language for, you know, the unseen, um, people that can be more articulate with those experiences, they, they just always seem so different from one another. Like, it's really interesting. I feel like everybody else just like, you know, people people who who kind of have their consciousness just in this one fixed mode all the time. It's like uh, maybe it only does one thing or, or a few a few different like a certain spectrum is only available or something. Hmm. I don't know, um, but my experiences vary drastically from time to time, uh, depending on like straining or. Like what kind of mindset I'm already in? Yeah, yeah. I really, I really feel like she's very. It really has a lot to how you approach her. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Affects what's. Uh, and I so have rarely had. I feel like the correct mindset. Like it because I've usually had bad experiences smoking weed. Um, because I, I I don't know maybe I also don't like feeling stupid and there's this, there's a certain there's a little bit of a quality of of weed where it's very much like oh I feel like an idiot oh yeah she's she's trying to teach you yeah trying to teach you to just let it happen <laughs> let your <laughs> let it all just melt away become the idiot and then get comfortable and like new things emerge once you forego those things but then you can always just go back to normal when you're not high right but there's something about like if you ritualize it and you're respectful and like thankful and then you like let yourself get stupid surrender to it um there's a lot in there. It a lot. And um that's the kind of thing you best really like the best thing to do would be to go camping for a weekend and just get blazed and let mm. yourself forget about time and and rational thought. Like just let it all die <laughs> and just see what else happens after that. It's it's really I think that's like a big big lesson of hers is like let uh, see see what what is down here underneath all that all those words and all the 
all the stuff. Like when you can't even remember like what day it is or like your own name. Like it's just a different mode of being, but um one that can cause panic at first, but then at some point can become a tool. Yeah, I think I think in my worst component worst times with it, it, it was something like Actually, probably my absolute worst was uh, years ago. I ate a ate a batch of pot brownies that this guy made with like butter, like the the THC butter, butter or whatever. And I I ate way too much of this shit, and yeah, I was I like, yeah, I was it was it, the whole day was fucked up. Like I was fucked up the entire goddamn day, and um, there was these moments of like just walking around the city where it. You know that that feeling when you're when you're a kid and you spin around. Oh yeah, yeah, and you stop, and then the world's still going like this. Yeah, it was like almost that. It wasn't doing that, but it was. It was like it was about to do that. It never was doing that. You know, it's like this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then to top it all off, for some reason, um, there's a, there's a famous set of Indian restaurants in New York City. Uh, and they've been in movies where uh, the in- entire interior of them is covered in all of these like Christmas lights and chili pepper lights, like mil- thousands of them. Like the it's just the entire ceiling is like it's overgrown with these things. And we went to have dinner there and like it. No one was talking. Everybody was like just like looking like wide eyed at each other. And finally, someone said this was not a good idea. <laughs> if, if I ever get to that spinning point on anything that's heady, you know, like, like even on, on any kind of hallucinogens, really, like if it, if it gets to the point where I like, don't think I can handle it, I will chug a beer and everything is fine. Oh, really? Like the just jolt out of whatever state you're in. And there's something about just the right amount of alcohol that's grounding, not too much, not enough to make you feel tipsy, just enough to like have alcohol in your system, which is a, a more earthy, like a more grounded, like it's a sloppy, sloshy kind of vibe more than, um, more than that sort of, I'm so up high, I'm spinning like, uh, yeah, that's always been helpful for me, especially on like uh hallucinogens. But it definitely but it, helps with weed. Uh if I if you ever get in like a, a thought spiral with weed too, like uh, a little alcohol can just knock that out. In my experience. Well the the supposed remedy is like cracked pepper or something, if you really yeah, I don't know if you inhale it or or taste it. I don't remember which one. It it there's some there's some actual chemical reaction that takes place. You have to swallow a tablespoon of nutmeg dry. Just oh, is that the is it to to trip into a different reality? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's fucking well. If you could swallow it, it'd be fucking impossible. It's like trying to you know swallow cinnamon. Like it just. It's just <laughs> absorbs all the moisture and stays powder. 
<laughs> oh God, with weed, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. So now you're high, and you have another drug, and it's and no saliva. <laughs> <laughs> you just you would immediately transform into a dying slug. It just fell into a salt a salt mine. <laughs> None, nothing we say on this podcast is advice um, that's not true do everything we say all of it do all of it <laughs> try all of it <laughs> try, try all of it <laughs> disclaimer we're pretty sure uh, reincarnation's real so we're not that worried about you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> just just Dude, you just live your life. You get more. You get more. <laughs> oh, something I like um, dwelled on a lot when I was growing up was like the idea that what if I just believed that I would just be reborn again? I really believed it, like immediately, or that I would like not. I would be fine just believe that I'm going to die of old age and like throw everything else out the window and never give too much concern to my own safety. And now I'm like reading texts that where I'm like, that's like literally going on too long. <laughs> it's, it's. The advice is the same. If you, if you, if you know, you're going to be reincarnated, live life to the fullest. If you know this is the only life you have, live life to the fullest. It ends up in the same fucking spot. You know, I I disagree. If I if I knew this was the only life I had, and I was really sure of that, I would live like a a hard medium, like a, a middle ground, where I could like have experiences, but not nothing too dangerous, and then like try to maintain a long life but but have as much fun as possible without taking unnecessary risk like i think i would find that middle ground in that case but like then again if in my 20s i had known that reincarnation was a thing i wouldn't have made it to my 30s <laughs> i wouldn't be here now living my best life i would have <laughs> you know in a high-speed drug-fueled sex crazy car wreck or something well, well, basically, it sounds like you you just had to test the hypothesis and get reborn. So then you knew that. Was... My, you know what? I'm getting the feeling I probably already did that. <laughs> <laughs> this time it was like, nah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when I I don't remember when I first encountered that concept of reincarnation. I oddly I oddly remember it just being like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> interesting yeah um and i think it made sense to me because i'm like nature recycles everything why wouldn't we re you know why like why wouldn't we also be that way um i remember imagining what it would be like to be other people a lot when i was younger like just pure curiosity like imagine like what it would be like to like be that person looking at their face in the mirror and using their hand and their way to like brush their teeth. What's that feel like? And like, sometimes I would imagine things like that and, and they would feel like really easily reachable. And I'd be like, well, that was a little weird. Uh, 
and I think that kind of led me to thinking about that idea. <clears throat> I'm sure it came in through like TV or something somewhere, movies or something, but um, yeah, I remember it resonating in that way, like with the, uh, the experience of just like letting my mind wander, imagining things and being like, hey, that feels, why is that one easier to think about? <laughs> Yeah. Mm. than others and then you you got into acting and uh <laughs> and then i got into sausage sales <laughs> sell sausages Acting, it's it's either connecting with past lives or being possessed. It's one of the, or more or less the same thing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee. It better be good. Better be a good cup of coffee. Don't fuck it up. It will because it's going to be the second dip out of that brand new, you know. <laughs> it would be amazing if all you do is you you take the first two spoonfuls and then you throw the whole thing away and then you buy a new one. <laughs> If you're a real rich asshole, that's what you're doing. Which reminds me, you should definitely click the link in the show notes and give us a donation for the show. <laughs> if you enjoy our quality content, um, let us know how you feel. Or if you hate it. If you hate it, give us give us money. Give, give us, us enough money. Maybe we'll stop if you if give you us enough us, money. Yeah, if you, get, if, you, if you pay us enough, we'll just quit. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the it's the uh, farmers not growing corn process. It's just pay us not to grow grow our corn. We'll let the fields go fallow. You just got to pay us enough. Yeah, don't make us unionize. <laughs> don't make us dis dissemble the wait. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Get lost in the double negatives. <laughs> like there is something to that <laughs> with all the gluts of podcasts going on <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> I, I, I was just no go ahead no Okay. I was just thinking that, that there might actually be something to this, right? Because they, the whole thing was originally paying farmers not to grow corn because they had a surplus of them. And there's definitely a surplus of podcasts. <laughs> so I feel like maybe sometime in the future, they're going to pay both podcasters and DJs not to make anything. <laughs> All we need to do is just chop up our like three and a half hour long episodes into like 15 second clips and put them all on TikTok. Because <laughs> then eventually the US government uh and the globe the like fucking uh transnationalist elite will pay us to stop using TikTok so everyone else stops using TikTok and gets back on Instagram or whatever the fuck the next thing is. So then they can, you know, get back in the advertising books and and uh psyops. It's a big problem. but what i'm saying is it's going to be the tiktok content creators that get paid to stop first because 
they're taking all the like it's it's Chinese company taking all the the attention off of our own media and our own platforms and shit. So well I don't it's I don't know I don't know that anybody's getting money directly from TikTok. It's all extraneous shit. No TikTok's like, getting advertising money, and well, now- TikTok TikTok is, but no one who's making stuff for TikTok is getting paid, really. Right, right. No, but not same thing for like Instagram and Facebook. But what I'm saying is, people are not using those other platforms like they used to, and now, um, advertising on like Twitter and Instagram is like, sh- and and Facebook is like shit compared to what it was because of TikTok. So it's going to be like those companies getting together and like paying people to not make videos on TikTok anymore. <laughs> like with whatever they have left, they'll probably get government subsidies because the government really likes pilfering all that data from them. Mm. It's like the yeah. bank, they'll, they'll do a bailout of social media and that'll be what topples the West if everyone's like, oh no, this is too much. Actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> would they? I, that's not out of. That's not out of the fucking. Uh, does they find those things so useful? But they, they, they all eventually get hollowed out. I mean, I, I even TikTok at some point will just be kind of. There'll be some other new thing that everyone will migrate to. Sure, sure. TikTok's interesting though because it's like the uh, well, I mean, it's it's not actually interesting. It's interesting that that it's um. It's kind of they get the opposite business model of like Twitter, where uh, where Twitter's like, oh, that upsets you, so it engages you, so we're gonna give you things that that make you angry, uh, and inflame you. And TikTok literally just gives people what they want, like what they like and what they want to see, over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, so it's a it's a different thing. I think that they've got a better idea there because it's it's just like giving people the drug that they're asking for and then slipping ads in between and getting paid for them and i think all the other companies knew that at one point and i'm wondering if the the inflammatory stuff like how much of that is actually the company's decisions the the like let's antagonize our users bullshit or if that's part of the overall like keep the public in a state of stress and a constant state of trauma and concern and worry and fear. Well, I, I think, I think the, I think supposedly the idea was it was about engagement and that if shit was uh, infuriating, that got a lot of engagement and that's what they, that's what drove uh, supposedly that's what drove these companies to to go there and do that over most other content. Um, that yeah, you get a, you get a lot of conversation, and you get a lot of like back and forth. If it's something that people view as controversial or or um, inflammatory, it's, it just sounds again like people were looking at a data set and like forgot that that they were talking about human beings. It's like oh, well, there's a uh, lot of engagement going on here, and they don't think at all about like long term. Like eventually, people are going to get sick of just yelling all the time. That's all. I mean, I think that's always the case. That it always just becomes about the the data or the information, and not never thinking beyond that, and assuming the abstraction is the reality. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like go out to grab my coffee. My wife's sitting on like the chair by the computer. And it's like Wikipedia open, a bunch of other tabs next to it. And there's like ancient carvings, <laughs> just pictures of like all this ancient shit. I'm like, oh, she's in a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> She, did she get to the bottom of it yet? Hmm, I have no idea. I don't know what she's thinking about now. She has this tendency, she has a tendency to listen to um, like half, like theories that are kind of like halfway put together, but that are interesting. And then she'll like go look them up more academically sometimes and just it's, it's fun she kind of finds herself in rabbit holes like but actually it's not that crazy if you <laughs> like <laughs> it's really fun fun for me i um i've i started to get i'm starting to get really into like breathwork stuff there's a whole section of youtube that's devoted to these people that do these guided breathworks Mm. Um, <laughs> this, this guy has one he calls DMT breath, which I don't know if that's if that actually happens, but um, is it's definitely an experience like following along, and uh, you you feel altered by the end of it. I don't know if it's I don't think it's maybe it's I have no idea. I don't know why he calls it that, but other than to just get noticed, maybe. But um, it's pretty intense. It's a really uh, I'm really digging it. I think, yeah, I've been I've been interested in breathwork lately too, but I think I'm gonna go like see if I can find uh like a um, way in maybe. I don't know if I can like find a teacher or something locally, but perhaps like remotely. Um, and I don't even know if you need a teacher to do breath. I don't know enough about it yet, but I just know that's like, I think that's the, the place I'm being like kind of led to. I'm like, their, their tech is old and, and unbroken chains of succession. And I trust it more, but because I've had experiences just myself playing with Breathwork where I've been like, oh, fuck, I should not do that again. So there, there are definitely mm -hmm. ways you can fuck yourself up with it. Um, oh, do you remember what you did? No. No, no but I used to play with Breathwork. It's, it's weird, man. Like, I didn't realize that all these things that I did just playing around were like things, you know? Um, but <clears throat> I used to especially speaking of when I would like smoke weed, I would always hold it in in, and then like cough, but not exhale yet. And then keep holding and then like do a rapid exhale. And then like, um, I would be like playing with energy in this way that now I'm like realizing is actually like, oh, okay, that's, I need to like remember. I need to get back into that because this is this thing that I just used to do when I was younger, like teens and twenties. 
um, where the energy kind of like shoots up. Uh, yeah, really, <laughs> really weird. But I, I don't know, you know what exactly I've done that that messed me up. But I just remember like, um, I used to experiment a lot. I mean, it was kind of the cycle, not in more ways than just drugs, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many countless like hours I've spent like just staring at like two rocks that were the same size next to each other and like crossing my eyes until they became a new thing like like read that in a castaneda book and then went and did it a bunch like, like <laughs> what did you get out of that practice Oh, that shit gets weird. It's it only really worked for me a couple times, but um, what he says it does in the book, it can do, uh, which is it's not just that, but that's a good way to do it. Is it's two similar sized objects, similar shaped and size that are next to each other, and you can like magic eye them together, and then you stare at it long enough that you kind of forget what it was to begin with, and something new starts to happen. It becomes something new. And sometimes, and this has only happened to me like twice, and one of the times it wasn't this practice at all. It was it was just staring off and letting my eyes kind of blur uh, at a spot like in out in the woods. And that spot and the way the like, trees and the light were all refracting, um, like a scene began to emerge. And then like I was kind of taken into it and it was full like, you know, HD detail. Mm. I watched like this thing play out, but um, but yeah, like the the rock thing. Sometimes it just it would it would be like I could see like the pores, like it felt like getting zoomed in to seeing like all this detail that you couldn't normally see, and it was like a new object. That it, it's just very strange stuff, but it it. It's just like experimenting with the abstractions you that I could find um, with my with consciousness, just like bending it and making it more malleable. The only thing I've done like that is is there's a practice where you you um, you're in a base you're in a dark room and you stare at a candle and you you have your eyes closed like open just enough so that you don't have to blink so you never you're never blinking you're just it's just that the um uh there's enough it's close enough that where there's enough fluid going in that it doesn't dry out mm -hmm. and you just continue to stare at the candle and if you do that i it, i don't think it took that long there's a weird thing that happened where almost everything collapsed to like color outlines and it's really hard to explain like the wherever yeah it was like the whole room sort of became it looked like a like an old like video effect or something it was really strange it, oh. it's it just was like the 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 outlines of stuff had like fuzzy color and it, it is like, like there's a photoshop there's a really basic Photoshop filter that I think it's called like neon or something that does this. Like, it'll be like, it was, it's like if my, my hand would be black, but a, a but a, a fleshy color outline would be where, it, and that's almost what this would do is just like, it would collapse everything into that. Um, 
That is really strange. I I don't know exactly what to make of that. Um, it didn't. It's what's funny is it didn't feel like a spiritual thing exactly. It just felt like there is some optical trick that that was going on that like you exhausted. Uh, you exhausted your mind to such a degree that it was gonna it 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 part of the information stream collapsed maybe or something. It's, it's I, yeah, I don't know. No, I, it's kind of like, uh, well, okay, so on a sunny day, like if you go stare out at some scenery against a blue sky and lights reflecting off it all, and you keep your eyes in the exact same spot for a while, everything gets that weird multicolored sort of grainy stuff on it if you just stare long enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is that I know. I, I, but I it, remember, I remember when I first just, first noticed that as a kid it freaked me the fuck out because i couldn't get rid of it it's like everything had that weird color speckly buzz and um i think that's what's happening with the candle is it's like your eyes are redistributing it to the dark places after a while yeah possibly yeah there's some there's some there's some flip mental flip that happens I'm sure if I did it long enough, I could fly and look at and see auras. Just I just didn't stick with it long enough. <laughs> Gonna throw yourself at the ground and miss. <laughs> miss harder, miss harder and harder and harder. How about that fucking the stories uh, uh, Robert Svoboda was telling that those videos about the Milano. Like, oh about about like which ones they're also fucking insane the one about the 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 snake venom was <laughs> which i i think i've i've heard uh i've heard similar things and and there's Taoist stories of like sometimes that would be how they would test people is they would feed them poison and then they would have to out like they would have to alchemically transform the poison inside their own body um, yeah yeah that's well that was kind of like one of my journey experiences recently where uh <laughs> i had a uh, someone i work with like a, a spirit i work with was giving me like crushing these things the stuff and like making a boiled pot of crushed stuff and i'm like what's that and he's like your skull from another life <laughs> it's like here drink it and i drink it and then i start to feel really bad like in my physical like real like irl and then it's like oh yeah by the way you need to elevate that like stat <laughs> like just ate all of my previous bad karma and i have to like lift it up with the karma from this life right now before it consumes me I'm like cool 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 cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, look, I was gonna say something else I forgot because I just went on that tangent. <laughs> well, is it is it about the Robert Savota Savota thing? Oh yeah, um, the part where so so for anybody listening who doesn't know, uh, Robert Savota is a I think he's the only Westerner to ever even be admitted, but definitely the only one to ever graduate from the College of Ayurveda, like from actual Ayurveda school, and like, um. 
I think the only Westerner to ever spend much time with an Agori. And Agori are like, like if the the three vehicles to enlightenment um, are <laughs> the first one, and then <laughs> Mahayana, and then uh, well, there's I guess I guess in Mahayana it's Mahayana Vajrayana, and and then there's there's the first one which is much more orthodox that I cannot remember the name of. There are a lot is of it names. Devi? Devi? Is that part of the name? I don't know. Okay. Can't remember. But um but like Vajrayana is like the lightning bolt path to enlightenment. So it's it's you know more extreme um as far as the experience, experientially speaking, uh you're more hands-on, more living your life and and having to be like um doing the work in the moment rather than like sitting off uh sequestered or something. Um and and it's a faster process, but it's also more dangerous. But then <laughs> so and that's that's where you get uh tantrism and um like beyond that you've got agora which is like living in a graveyard eating rice out of a human skull um like occasionally just, eating corpse flesh like yeah like yeah some of, some of them right yeah it's all very like like whatever you're most afraid of go do that thing like if if that's if you're most afraid of eating shit then and you meet your guru and he's gonna be like guess what <laughs> guess what's for dinner until until you're over it and you're like yeah it's just part of me it's part of everything and then blah blah, blah. um so like if your phobia is shit probably don't be in a glory <laughs> <laughs> but uh i was weird <laughs> kurt and i were laughing about i was like like i i would finally meet my guru you know, and it would be like, oh, of course it's an agori. I'd be like all pumped to sit on a corpse and meditate and, um, you know, meet the goddess or whatever. And then he'd be like, you got to go work retail, bro. <laughs> you froze. I don't know if it recorded or not. Maybe it did. Either. Damn, that that's such a bummer. You know, I hit it during the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's, in case it didn't get it I, I know my guru would be like bro you gotta go work retail or like <laughs> you, you gotta go bust tables it's something terrible that I just fucking hate and, and fear ever having to do again <laughs> you, need to, you need to get a government job you need to be part of the bureaucracy I technically have one <laughs> <laughs> I clean uh I clean my wife's office. Oh. And that's uh that's like a couple hours a week. <laughs> well, do you actually get paid for that? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. It's literally attached to our house and I clean it anyway, so it's may as well be my job on paper. They they have a real position for it and they have like a lot of time that they like have to hire someone to do that because it's a job that needs filled. I'd probably be told to be like a high school administrator or some shit. What? <laughs> a middle school administrator. <laughs> like not even a teacher, the more worthless thing, like the administration of a public school. <laughs> Spreadsheets. 
<laughs> we got I don't, what, do, what do they do? I have no idea. <laughs> a teacher, I get. I get what a teacher does. I School administrator, I have no idea. Other than punishing kids, what the fuck do they do? I have no idea. Probably a lot of TikTok. At this point, yeah. Figuring out how to deal their, with their own personal Godzillas within within the school. Really, it's probably just trying to keep all the pronouns straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that'd be like a huge, like at a at a at a school that's like super liberal and has like uh in a super liberal area and has like like a whole plethora of like made up ones. Can you imagine trying to be like the school guidance counselor whose job it is to have to like you have to fucking remember all those. Good luck. Oh, the whole thing would be such a nightmare. <laughs> good, good on people for doing that job. I do not understand it. I hated that whole time of my life so much. I don't know why anyone would, like would want to pursue that and be like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Stick with this. I think there are some jobs. I think a lot of jobs aren't ever like. They're not like chosen. It's just like a falling through the gauntlet of our own inadequacies until we land somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you aim for like something super high up. You aim for like astronaut, <laughs> president, and then. You get a few years down the road it's like i mean you know like a scientist would be cool or i could like oh uh, i don't know maybe i could still be like a sports guy i could still play football or something and then it's like that didn't work out well business business is everywhere i'll, be, I'll just do business like it's like so how did you so how did you end up in uh like live llama imports and exports. <laughs> I, you know, it was my dream ever since I was five years old <laughs> to buy and sell live llamas at affordable prices to repeat loyal customer base. If you're out there, please reach out. We would love it. I want a llama. Send me a llama. It's actually like Tibetan priests. That's what they're dealing with. Five llamas. <laughs> like when the elitists are so bored ruining innocence that they have to bring in holy people to destroy. <laughs> so it's, it's all like dark whip shit. Yeah, we're going to head up to Epstein Island and murder a monk. You want to come? <laughs> a monk, really? Yeah, the rest is kind of old hat. <laughs> I would imagine that would burn off a lot of karma if you're that monk. I have no idea. <laughs> We've got like the punch and llama like serving drinks. <laughs> 
No, I'm sure there's people that have made weird fortunes off of like we my our family manufactures coat hangers and that's we made millions of dollars off of that. What was the there's someone somebody somewhere in some story had like a ur, urinal cup fortune? And I thought that was pretty fun. Huh. Forget what that's from. Well, I, I mean, there's there's stuff you don't think about. Like there, I, there's, as far as I can tell, there's basically one company that makes all zippers. I think it was a Frasier episode. <laughs> so yeah, that's that shit's crazy. And you know what? I bet they still fucking break. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, of course they do. Depends on the quality of the zipper. I mean, how many fucking zipper ma- manufacturers can there be? Um, glitter, that's another weird one. Yeah. The, <laughs> who who owns that that weird the 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 90s uh teal and purple coffee cup? <laughs> well, there there's like a whole thing about um yeah, glitter is technically aluminum metallized polyethylene terephthalate. And any ingredients list that you have to pause to pronounce is bad. Wait, so it's not it's not just like tiny little paper. It's some other shit. Uh it takes 1000 years to biodegrade. Most of the world's supplies produced in New Jersey at two different glitter manufacturing companies. Uh Glitter X is like the big one. And they um there's like this whole thing about it. Uh where their biggest client buys like a huge for like the vast majority. One client buys the vast majority of all of their product. Hmm. Like over 80% of their yearly sales and they are like to the grave secretive about who it is because that client doesn't want anyone to know they put it in their product Ooh, okay that's really weird so huh. something like reveling has fucking glitter in it that <laughs> that we don't know about and yeah that fuck let that just sit there for a while in your noggin like that's fucked with my head pretty bad well all they do is they they take it and they spray paint it black and that's how you get graphene yeah (laughs) (laughs) glitter is just the clown version of graphene it turns out it's actually just graphene and it's all programmable (laughs) like it's actually cheaper to make graphene now you know there's been a lot of investing in it lately (laughs) But my thought was, um, I perhaps like, I mean, you know, shampoo and shit like that, body wash, like looks like, and oh, deodorants and all that shit. Um, it all has that weird sparkle to it. Toothpaste too. Yeah, I'm sure it goes and all that stuff. My my wife bought this like 
Because there's supposedly edible glitter. I don't know if there's really a difference. It's probably just fucking glitter. I don't, who yep. knows if it... Uh, but she she bought maple syrup with glitter in it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's probably just aluminum metalized polythylene. <laughs> it's just the same no. shit. <laughs> Is it edible? Sure. <laughs> I mean, you can eat it. Can Is it, it good for you? Mouth? I don't know. <laughs> Is it edible? Can you fit it in your mouth? <laughs> I mean, broken glass, it's edible. You can swallow that, right? <laughs> it's not good ultimately, but you can eat it. One guy ate a whole car. I'm not going to, you know, infantilize someone by telling them what they can't do. Did we put eat on our product? No, we did not. <laughs> like check the ingredients list on soapbox <laughs> glitter in us <laughs> we're all glitter like it was right that shit is impossible to get rid of oh that article said uh, glitter x the company responsible for the nightmare Suggests using fabric softener sheets to combat the plastic static clean. Soap and water also. Hmm. That way it goes into the sea and you eat it in a fish. <laughs> well, if, uh, if enough, uh, if a fish eats enough glitter, it will turn into a stripper and that's that's the natural life cycle is it is that little mermaid yeah the disney one though yeah no that's the original hans christian Andersen one <laughs> <laughs> the little mermaid was formed by a fish eating all the glitter turning into a half stripper, half fish, that then, <laughs> then needed to go on land to find a pole to dance on and needed legs so it could fully commit to its pole dancing routine. <laughs> is this now? This is like a, a splash remake, I think. <laughs> oh man, splash! I had when I don't. When was the last time I, I don't? When did I see that last? It's been like <laughs> decades. <laughs> That was like a mini splash freakout. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, it's such a it was it it's such a crazy movie. Daryl Hannah is like half goldfish basically because she's like her mermaid side was was like all gold and glittery. Yeah, um, it would have been great if they made that movie, but she had a goldfish's memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's a that's an early Tom Hanks movie too. When did that come out in relation to Mannequin? Because I feel like they're the same movie. <laughs> yeah, they, there's a, there's a through line of weird '80s like fantasy girlfriend movies that, yeah. that all emerged around that around that era. Like they should have just done, remade that instead of her. Like I would love to see a Mannequin remake that was made by somebody who was weird. 
I think I guess that's kind of what in fabric. Fabric is, yeah. yeah. You got it. You you asked for it. You immediately manifested it. <laughs> Retro causality. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing the only thing I remember oh, no John Candy's in that movie too. Forgot about John Candy. Don't think, a- doesn't the military capture her or some shit to I don't know. There's something where he has to rescue her from a tank at the end of the movie. And I, I remember that. He has the, he had to bring her back to the sea. I this there's like all these like again, I haven't seen this movie in 30 years or something but i the two things i remember is that is the yes to rescue her and put it back in the sea and the other one is that is the scene where she eats a lobster by hand and makes a weird noise <laughs> at a dinner table like that that's because that was another thing it was always like really fancy white cloth restaurant scenes in 80s movies that was another premise that always emerged do you think in the future we'll have an entire genre of of film that's just like mashups like you just take like (coughs) all the tom hanks movies and like edit the scenes together to to make that's that's what they're that's probably that's the whole that's all that's ai shit well but but no but ai wants to like steal from other movies and make something that looks new and pretends to be new but what i'm saying is like I want an AI thing that just chops and cuts and pastes like all the Tom Hanks movies into a like weird but semi tangible narrative or semi like followable narrative. It's like, just it's just one uh, guy with the most interesting life in the world. Like he goes through like a hundred thousand different things. He's trapped on a fuck in a, he's trapped in a fucking airport forever, and then his plane crashes. Not retarded, but he does all right. (laughs) And then, uh, then he gets a soccer ball, and then he rescues a mermaid that takes him back to shore. Oh, we can go from from big straight into Forrest Gump, like just this, like he just stays the stays a kid. Yeah. Oh fuck, big. That's another one. I forgot about big. You know, you know, a movie like this I really liked. I don't remember shit from it. I just remember him being angry a lot. It was the Burbs. Oh, I love the Burbs. Yeah. The Burbs is a, you haven't seen that in a long time? No, I'd want to watch it. I want to watch it again. You should watch it again. It's a fucking great movie. I like all those stupid, like, when I was a child era comedies. Yeah, that one, that one. That one maintains like I'll I'll watch that thing every couple of years. It's it's such a strange movie. It actually would probably be perfect for us because it it's about like a secret cult basically living. Uh, okay, yeah, we should do that. That'll be a good that'd be a good episode. Of them. I don't know who the fuck would want to do that episode. It was probably another solo show. Oh, I I could probably dig somebody up. Look, from I think from now on, I. I you just if you want to come on the show, just shoot us an email. Like, <laughs> just if you're listening to this, just yeah, whatever. I I'm tired of hunting people down. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much easier. <laughs> it's fun to talk to people, but man, 
writing those emails. <laughs> eventually, we'll, eventually it'll, they'll, they will come to us. Or eventually we won't want them. <laughs> That's how you know you made it. Where you're like, man, I really, I don't want to talk to these people at all. I have people I actually want to talk to. I think you know you've made it when you feel that way about your audience too. You're just like, <laughs> like it's just you and like five people, and you're like, this is good enough. That's how you've made it. You know, you're good. <laughs> you can be satisfied with like no listeners. That's the that's the romance of like the the like late night AM radio <laughs> crazy guy. I miss that. Somebody ranting about God or aliens or both. Well, the the most famous version of that, the guy was actually very successful. Art Bell was coast to coast. Just coast to coast, yeah. Like I, oh, I, think he, I think he had millions of listeners. That's something I I at some point in my life, I might get stuck just like, no, this is the only media I need for a few years and just go through all of those old radio shows, the old. Uh... No, I mean, it's 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 funny because there's there's people uh, they're kind of revisiting him. And you can you can go on YouTube and there's there's people that make compilations of their favorite callers and stuff. Like a, a lot of those shows live on. He well, was a unique guy. He had like his own, he built his own radio station basically in his backyard. <laughs> huh, he had like a radio tower and everything. That's really cool. I really want to build a uh, ham radio someday. Or just buy one. Like I just, I just want the ability to like, like if the internet gets shut down, you can turn a fucking crank and talk to your buddies if you needed to. <laughs> I wonder how 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 in use that stuff still is. It's got to still be pretty active. Yeah, I, I know hams are still being used. I mean they they're using FM and AM for some other shit now. Who knows? But they needed it for something. That's why they moved to digital. Ham is on a different frequency than AM and FM. Yeah. I guess that's what they. It's like HAM is a short for whatever the. Yeah, I don't know if it's like longer waves or shorter waves or what, but I know AM are like really long waves and FM are short, uh, dense waves that don't go very far. Like you could pick up, used to be able to pick up like, uh, I could get a Seattle station in Inglewood, Florida. Oh, on the, that's via AM, okay. Because the, the waves are weird, like they're like long and stretched out and uh, gradual. So there's like this... They run into less interference because they're like above everything for longer. It's it's something weird where they just they dissipate weirdly. But like you wouldn't be able to drive to the next town and get it. It's like just an odd. It's very strange. I I wish I could like visually see these things like in meditation or something. Like I want to see the waves. I want to know how they work. I've looked at like um, images of what different waves are supposed to look like before and it's really crazy like if you look at a wi-fi waves like the way that they come out it's like a almost like a flower like a weird flower yeah there's um 
I forget what it's called. There's a, there's a thing that's like sand on a plate that will, if you, if you, it'll vibrate to certain notes and then you'll see it'll, these patterns will emerge, which I think are a cross section of what the, mm. of what the wave would be. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they are, they're, they're these very strange, um, almost, they look like Metatron flower life shit kind of just like projected into space yeah well uh i think i should probably go eat something get to bed soon nah you're good just drink more coffee <laughs> don't go to bed going to bed's that's giving up no, I I totally I I get it. We uh, that's because I know it'll take me two more hours to actually go to bed. I'm terrible at that. I don't. I can't ever. Uh, I if I left if, whenever I'm left to my own devices, I go to sleep later and later and later and later and later and later. Until so you just lap it whole day. Almost. That's that's almost what happens, and it sort of will reset. It was always during the summer months, like when I was off school, I just would be up till 8 a.m. and sleep till 2, 3 in the afternoon, wake up and same thing. You feel like such a goddamn degenerate. It's crazy. <laughs> I know it really makes you feel bad when you wake up. At that time. It does. You, and it's like you're getting the same amount of sleep. Why does this feel like you, you feel like such a sluggish failure like, of a human being? It's crazy. It's looking down on you. Yeah. So, starting with yourself you wake up yeah. and like oh no i failed like immediately failed myself and then you branch it out to everyone else you know i failed all of you <laughs> sorry i failed the sun <laughs> but i here i get myself a pass because it's so weird with like you know winter time is like five hours of of light and then in the summer it's five hours of night so like it's it's so extreme like but usually what happens i can't sleep very long anyway so i'll i'll pass out for like four hours five hours and then i'll wake up and i i'm up and then a while later i'll i'll have to fall asleep again <laughs> and i never know how long that second sleep during that 24-hour period is going to be sometimes it's like an hour and a half and sometimes it's six hours it's, it's so fucked up is there is the people there is there some are they just acclimated it's just they they sleep a normal schedule they don't have similar things my wife says that no one ever really gets used to it they just think they do but uh when i, I mean at 9 30 at like 10 o'clock at night i go out here and look out back from our porch and like out over what of the village I can see like quite a few houses and stuff not one fucking light is on at like 10 10 30 everyone's in bed it looks like and it's just quiet and and it's even like super quiet <clears throat> well that's not true in the summertime you'll hear people partying until like 11 or 12 at night because it's not dark out yet so like some people it does definitely mess with some people but I think a lot of the old timers, they just, they're just used to it or something. They're just on their schedule. 
I mean, I never slept right even in Florida. And Florida doesn't even, the light changes very little throughout the year. It's too close. Yeah. To- yeah, no, I've always, I've always had a weird night owl thing where I, I, my, my natural inclination is to maybe get up at 11 and stay up to like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. Me too. I mean, my grandma's like in her eight, mid eighties and she, or like upper eighties and she will wake up at like 1am and go make a snack and just like hang out and watch TV for a few hours and go back to bed. Sometimes she just, she usually stays up until at least one or used to. Now, now she's getting a little bit older. She sleeps more, but yeah, she's such a night owl and I've always been the same. It's it's weird because in the summer here, there's only like four and a half, five hours of nighttime. And I don't feel like I can go to sleep until I've been awake for like four hours of darkness. Mm. So that's a problem. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've read about the thing where they said uh, before electric light, they there would there would be two sleeps like you'd wake up in the middle of the night do stuff and then go back to bed yeah yeah that's yeah. Really, i love that idea but i just it's hard for me to i get kind of wound up easily if i start thinking too much then i'm like awake and i'm also aware of <laughs> i guess things that i'm concerned about i can manage to stay in that stupid zone everything's good <laughs> So you just smoke more. You just smoke weed. That's basically. <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, yeah, in olden times, might not have had it. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been our amazing coverage of Shin Godzilla. Go watch it, you motherfuckers. Be amazed. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, not really any spoilers. Just like, that was fucking cool. Go watch (laughs) it. It's Godzilla. He destroys some buildings. It's... uh, It's the best kaiju movie I've seen. Yeah, I mean, that's probably... It probably would have that distinction. Okay, bye. Fuck off. (laughs) Kurt's always heckling the listeners.